Welcome, everyone, to this week's Really Big Fan Pod. I'm your host, Chizuk, joined by my co-host, Akram. Hello. And this week, we're going to be talking to somebody who used to be a co-host on a podcast. I was on the One Fall Show, Mr. Justin Valentine, or JV Sports Talk, as he's known online. He is still podcasting in the wrestling world, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about because SummerSlam is in Detroit this weekend. Whoop, whoop. So he's got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Uh, how, how, how you doing? Ah, that's a loaded question. It is a loaded Yeah, my car is messed up, so I'm a little sad today. Yeah, so please uh, hit our Patreon as quickly as you can. <laughs> yeah, right? To where you can also, uh, you can you can get our, our bonus show, our, our double feature, which I just recorded the second episode of a couple nights ago. So we'll have uh, we'll have that up this weekend, too. So if you need more Shizuk in your life, <laughs> along with all of the cast of characters that that entails that are in my orbit, then uh, by all means. Yeah, because as if Justin doesn't get his way, there will be a, a kinky episode. <laughs> A little teaser for what you can go forward to uh, us talking about. (laughs) And with that teaser, headlines it is. So the big news last week was, of course, Barbie and Oppenheimer uh, opening and everyone going to see it. Uh, Mike, who does the the double feature podcast with me, I think texted me and said it was a perfect movie. No, no. So I was like, calm down, Mike. Calm down. I know you like Christopher (laughs) Nolan. It's calmed out. You know it's Oppenheimer, right? Is it Oppenheimer? I thought it was Oppenheimer. Yeah, you know, um, Tony texts me and he goes, does Chuck know he's not saying it right? And I said, he might, and he nope. might just be doing it on purpose. Well, now I will. <laughs> I thought it was that uh, that uh, uh, poster with DMX where it's up in here, up in here. <laughs> That's probably what did it, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, I just read this morning that they made a specific lens for the IMAX cameras for Oppenheimer. Wouldn't be surprised. Yes, they uh, were talking to um, the IMAX guy that works with uh, Christopher Nolan, and he said as much as they wanted to do it in IMAX, part of the sequences, they realized they needed to shoot a lot of micro photography, mm-hmm. and IMAX doesn't have those kind of possibilities. So uh, they had a guy from Panavision built them a pro lens that they experimented with and then improved upon for the micro work and the macro work. We just used some Panavision stuff on something that I worked on. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I... I, I once we know, w- once we know when it's coming out, I'll actually tell people what I was working on. Right, then you can plug it. <laughs> right now you're under an NDA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was, if, if anyone was going to get a uh, IMAX lens made for them specifically... Yeah, it, it would be Christopher Nolan, yep. Absolutely. <laughs> be Christopher Nolan. We've got some sad news. What is that? Uh, so I have to rescind my, oh my God, I love Lizzo rant like four episodes ago. Why is this? Uh, she's apparently being sued by part of her dance team for uh, making them touch strippers and uh, eat a banana that was in a stripper's vagina and... That's not cool. Fat shaming them, which doesn't make any sense because she usually isn't fat shaming people. Right. So there's this in a lot that's come forward, and then a lot of the team has vocally come forward after that saying, like, no, these people are right. Like, this happened. 
So Lizzo isn't as nice as I thought she was. Lizzo's going to have to try to be a better sir. I know. That's sad because horrible. just yesterday you were showing me that she did that Sailor Moon costume. I know. That was really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. It's, it's... Do better, Lizzo. It's, it's sad. I'm very, very sad. If I find out that Dave Grohl or Haley Williams are awful, I'm just going to die. So both of you guys behave yourselves. <laughs> What was that? I just saw a really cute picture of Dave Grohl with a couple of days ago. It might have been with Haley. It might have been. I don't remember. But it was just, it was like, you know, oh, no, it was uh, Rivers from Weezer. Oh. <laughs> you, of course it was. You're on, you're on Weezer, Weezer yep. Vision. I am on Weezer Vision, for sure. <laughs> Going back to the movies, we now have the release date for the Across the Spider-Verse Blu-ray. It is uh, a little over a month away, September 5th. Awesome. And we'll be able to get our hands on that and then watch it a billion times again. Yes, we will watch it over and over and over and over and over until the other one gets back on a thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> First time chat. Hey there. Hello, <laughs> Lefantic Gamer. Glad to have you aboard. Also, speaking of movies, uh, Hall Gaming was just saying in our chat before we get started, he's seen the Ninja Turtles movie already. I know it comes out basically today. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll be in the theater in the next couple of days to to check it out because we're both super excited about it. Yeah. Weren't we thinking about doing that today? Yeah. And that was, yeah, I was like maybe we had. Yeah. Maybe go do the grocery shopping after the podcast and then find out what the next showing is. <laughs> so you're not streaming tonight. <laughs> See, something always comes up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Apparently, you've been telling people at the comic book store how excited I am about it. I have because I think it's adorable because like. I like Ninja Turtles, but like you know Ninja Turtles through me. Yes. And you're the one that's actually really excited to see it. He just looks so good and the voice cast is so good. The voice cast. So excited to see how well it goes. And it's got 98% or 96% on Rotten Tomatoes currently. I I think it was like 97% for the official reviewers and 93% for the the people just going to see it. Yeah. So that's pretty high. I did see one headline, and of course they could be sensationalizing it, but I did see one headline that was like, if you thought that Spider-Man was your favorite movie, animated movie this summer, you might want to reconsider. And that's like, wow. That's that's a high bar. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to top Spider-Man for me, but I think it's going to be close. So Stay tuned. Yeah. We'll probably have something to say about it next week. Yeah. Uh, But while it's hitting the theaters, they actually announced last weekend at San Diego Comic-Con that Nickelodeon finally owns the rights to the 1987 animated show. And they're going to be, uh, they've already got episodes streaming on Pluto TV on their Turtles channel. And uh, it's going to kind of, um, they've got the first season on YouTube. You can just go and watch it on YouTube for free. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So it's fun. I'm so happy you got me that box set. Yeah. Because if that stuff disappears, as stuff can. Stuff can. <laughs> I've always got a copy. Yeah, there we go. I can watch. <laughs> um, what else do I got here? Oh, okay. So this also kind of came about at Comic-Con, but it's been uh, news over the last couple of days. One of the Transformer sites that I frequent that gave me all the pictures of stuff from Comic-Con mm-hmm. uh, also talked to some of the people who make the toys. Uh, and currently they are making toys based on the video games, The Fall of Cybertron and and um, War for Cybertron, my favorite video, yeah. favorite Transformers games of all time. And they asked them, you guys are making toys out of this. Is there, do you, what, 
what's the possibility of re-releasing these games? Right. And the quote from uh, from there, I can't remember who said it, was that... Um, I had it right here. Give me a second. <laughs> because where is it? I'm so professional. <laughs> uh, sadly, Activision's not sure what hard drives they're on in their building. When a company eats a company that eats a company, things get lost, and that's very frustrating. <laughs> was the official uh, was the official word on that? Um, yesterday, after Kotaku published a story about it, like that was on my Transformer site. Yeah, Kotaku published a story about it on Monday. Immediately, the uh, CCO and EVP of Activision said, these headlines are wrong. We have the code. It's not lost, and it never was. <laughs> so it's this weird game of uh, uh, tennis going on between Activision and Hasbro. When right. fans are like, why aren't these on Game Pass? <laughs> why don't you make new versions of these? Why aren't they? And they're just like, it's not me. It's them. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, well, we, they don't know where it is. I'm like, really, though? Really? <laughs> I can't find the link, but speaking of Transformers, I know I tried to send it to you. I don't know if it got to you, but apparently Michael Bay still has a uh, control to some extent over the movies. Yeah, we watched Rise of the Beast last week, and yeah. he was in the credits as like an executive producer or something. Yeah. So I think he's not like fully in control of it, but he's a voice in the room now. Yeah. So apparently there was a specific ending that they wanted to do and I'll just like avoid saying what it is. Okay. Because people probably still haven't seen it yet. But apparently they had to call Michael Bay almost 50 times to get him to sign off on it because he didn't want to. So what you're telling me is that anything that I don't like in the new Transformers movie, I can still blame on Michael Bay. Yes. All right. Yeah, it's specifically the the end yeah. of the movie, the specific twist at the end of the movie. He did not want to do that. He felt that it cheapened the movie. Uh, okay. And then the person that wrote the article, which I think I sent it to you with like, God, this article is savage said, you didn't want to cheapen the movie, but you did two more movies, even though they both sucked. <laughs> and I was like, shit, this journalist is going in. Yeah. <laughs> also a very passionate Transformers fan, whoever yes. that journalist is. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're, we're brothers or sisters. It's all good. Do you remember the movie Holes? Like, I'm tired of this, Grandpa. Exactly. <laughs> it's too damn bad. <laughs> I think that's from Holes. Well, there's an anime and video game convention in Austin, Texas called DreamCon. And over the weekend, one of the actors from Holes, Kaleo Thomas, won a Mortal Kombat tournament dressed as Powerline from a goofy movie. <laughs> yes. I hope he did the dance at the end. If he didn't do the eye-to-eye perfect cast, that whole thing was for naught. Right. What a, what a wild, like, when I started that sentence, you could not have predicted where it was going to end. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, There's been a couple of those lately, and everybody's just like, did an AI write this headline? Holes, Mortal Kombat, Goofy Movie. <laughs> wild. I'm more interested to know why that model that is with him has a Deftones logo on her upper side. It is a little weird. <laughs> it's a little strange. All right, I've got one more story for you, and it involves a guy that we both have a lot of love for, Post Malone. Mm. Um, so we found out during the pandemic that Post Malone is a huge Nirvana fan. Yes. When he, you know, did that cool live stream where he played a bunch of Nirvana songs, it did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, Post Malone is also a huge Magic the Gathering fan. 
why am I not surprised? And um, <laughs> you may remember a couple of weeks ago, I, I told you about the uh, Lord of the Rings set. Mm-hmm. Magic the Gathering has out and how there's only one of the one ring. Yeah. He just bought it for $2 million. Not sure. Off of the person that pulled it. <laughs> And he'd previously had uh, bought a Black Lotus, which is a long out-of-print card for $800,000. Yeah. So uh, if you're playing Magic Gathering against Post Malone, he is going to outspend you. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. But it's going to be fun to watch him like drop cards that are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. I have to wonder if he just like he's going to play with other celebrities that also like it and just have like Magic the Gathering things in his house. I would watch the shit out of Celebrity Magic the Gathering. Because <laughs> they all have, because that was always my problem with Magic the Gathering is that whoever spends the most money is probably going to be the winner. Like you, you, the more money you spend, the less skill you need. You still need to know what you're doing. You can't just randomly play cards. But the more it's an arms race and the more you have access to, the less hard you have to think about it. Right. It's a metaphor for life. It would be <laughs> fascinating to watch, like, like Logan Paul is super into Pokemon cards and yeah. shit. Like, to watch these celebrities who are just blowing through money play these cards that, do like, I'll never own. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like that's too much of a parallel in life of, like, you got so much money, that's why you can win the game. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, last one for you before we go into our interview. This is specifically for the local people. So if you're not local, I apologize. But there are multiple chances coming up this week to meet WWE superstars. So uh, WWE posted that there's an event presented by C4, and that's going to be meet superstars Seth Rollins and Rhea Ripley. Mommy. Yeah. Uh, so you can meet them at Great Lakes Crossing. And it says they will be at Great Lakes Crossing Outlet's parking lot. So I don't know if it's going to be making people stand outside to do it. It's going to be a tent outside. Yeah. Because it's summertime. And so that is going to be taking place from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, on August 4th. I don't know if I'd want to meet a, a celebrity after I've been standing in line in the sun for probably an hour or more. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely would be probably kind of sweaty, but wrestling fans are also, you know, predominantly also sweaty. Yeah, right. Not as bad as, you know, going to YomaCon. There's going to be a big, there's going to be a big sign saying, please do not touch Seth Rollins clothes or rear. (laughs) Right. Uh, The other one is going to be on 8-5, which is Saturday, and that is going to be in the morning, I believe, of Sammy and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to pee at a cricket wireless in Madison Heights oh. from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. So Fun. you got a couple chances here to meet some of the the big ones. I'm surprised that they're letting um, Sammy and Kevin do that, considering how big of they were part of the bloodline. But maybe it's because they're not in that angle anymore. They yeah. put them there. Uh, but it's pretty cool. You have all these different chances. One of the things that I did see that was sent to me was that um, there are no autographs. So if you're an autograph hound, you're not getting that- one. It's just a picture. Yeah, you can just get a picture. So you can, you can have, it says, have your phones ready. So you hand your phone to the handler and you get your photo taken. So be respectful, obviously, of those people and don't act like they should be signing things for you because they've had they've had enough of that, especially at airports. If I if I went with you as support, would you get your picture with uh, Rhea Ripley? Yeah. Yeah, I would go. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, you can't because you're working. I at work. <laughs> I, I still am thinking about it. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to spend my entire morning waiting yeah. to just get a photo taken. Well, because it's Rhea Ripley and Seth Rollins, you can, while you're in line, you can, uh, you can keep yourself busy with the rest of the crowd by going, whoa. Oh, God. I literally will have my earplugs in. <laughs> I'm sure Sammy will get a lot of that, too. Oh, yeah. I would be more excited to see people singing Sammy's song. Same here. It's exciting. Yeah. The the other one is just ominous. Yeah. I, very weird. I still don't understand it. I don't know where it started. It, it's basically like Seth Rollins' theme somehow became Seven Nation Army. Yeah. Don't know how that happened. At least the Fandango theme was fun. <laughs> I, I still, every time that anybody does that motion, I see Tim in my head doing lucha 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 <laughs> so all right well if uh if you're not here for the wrestling talk you're in the wrong place because <laughs> next up we're going to talk to justin valentine about uh his love of the wwe and professional wrestling with a really big fan podcast return Welcome back, everyone, to the Really Big Fan Pod. Today is a special occasion because we complete the uh, number of guests that used to be podcasting with me on the One Fall Show. We've had Shawnee on, we've had Erica, we've had uh, Nate on, and now Justin, my boy. He's yeah. the hardest one to get. He, he's a busy man. <laughs> oh, I don't even feel bad. I always make time for you. <laughs> well, well, Amy more than Chuck, but you know, yeah, I'll hey. make time for you. That's fair. He does love you more than he loves me. That's, that's true. That's true. That's very true. Well, I love you, Chuck. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so yeah, we we. I love you too. Is usually yeah, the response. Like, we're, there. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah, it's fine. You see, it's fine. I like Amy more. Come on, like. Yeah, see, because I express my love to Justin, and I must hug him every time I'm physically in his presence. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. He gives good hugs. He does give good hugs, the best, in fact. I, I haven't got one in a long time. Aww. But, we'll to make that happen soon. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, uh, Justin, we're great. We're thrilled to have you on the Really Big Fan Podcast. Uh, when I reached out to you and I was like, hey, we got a new podcast, and it's not just about wrestling. It's about anything you're a big fan of. I gave you your perfect opportunity to tell us all about 21 Pilots. And you said, no, I want to talk about wrestling. Oh, you know what? That's a good, that's a good point. Look, I spend so much time talking about wrestling. I don't know what else to talk about. Uh, to be fair, 21 Pilots hasn't done anything new in a minute. So, you know, th that, that could be my reason. I'll just say that's my reason. All right. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, that gives, us, that gives us a reason to have you on again. Yeah. You see, I, I like the way you think. This is why I like you, Chuck. Right there. <laughs> It's the only reason he likes me. Yeah, the only reason. You sometimes use your brain. Good job, dude. This is only. why you host the podcast. This is fantastic. Only sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, we're talking wrestling because this weekend, as this podcast drops, is SummerSlam right here in Detroit City. And Justin, you've been a busy beaver uh, over at uh, Beasley. You've been interviewing a bunch of people leading yeah. up to SummerSlam with your uh, the podcast that you've got for the Roar Detroit. Yes. And uh, we'll we'll get into that in a minute. But let's start at the beginning. What are your first memories of professional wrestling? My first memories, gosh, uh, not being old enough to stay up to watch. Uh, I started watching wrestling at three years old. Okay. Uh, 
the year 2000, right? So like everyone looks at me like a little kid. You don't remember. I do remember. Uh, and I had, we had a friend that lived about three houses down. That was maybe about five years older than me. He hung out with my brother and uh, he would always record every raw, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view and on his way to school, he would drop off that tape, VHS tape. Yes, I know what that is. And he would drop that off at my house and I would be able to watch Raw SmackDown, the pay-per-views the morning after. And I want every week. It never failed. Every Monday, every Thursday, some Sundays, always was able to watch it. And I've just been watching it ever since. And this is before you were even in preschool. Yeah, three years old. Three years old. <laughs> I, uh, well, just about to turn four. I It really was at the beginning of the year 2000, my birthday's in March. So we'll say four, fine. You know, three turning into four. That's and it has never stopped that my dad's into it. Uh, my brother uh, used to be into it, like heavy with me. Now he kind of is in and out. My dad still watches every single week. Uh, so the connection is there within the family. And now I've been able to turn it into, you know, my job side of things. So it just won't leave me. How many injuries have you sustained trying to do wrestling moves as a small child? Okay. So the funny thing about this, and I'm, I I hate saying anything like this because I might jinx myself. I am not one to get sick often or hurt, right? I've never had a, you know, I like broken bone. Like, okay, I've had open heart surgery. I've had some stitches. Sure. But I've never had a broken bone. And I think part of that is because I did so much to my body being a fan of wrestling growing up and realized what I can get myself through. My brothers and I and our friends used to have full-on matches. We would create tables and put each other through tables. I don't know how I didn't get a concussion or break anything. I can specifically remember putting a, a lid of some container on the top of two chairs and that was our table and being slammed through it, but it didn't break like we hoped it would. And I just landed on it and just slid backwards and went head first toward the floor. I specifically remember that one because I have no <laughs> idea how I didn't because I got right back up and continue the match. Yeah. <laughs> I had to ask that question because at three years old, I was a mimicker. Yeah. And so anything that I watched, like I would mimic immediately, which is why I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of stuff. For sure. Um, And I definitely tried to fly once like Peter Pan. Yeah. And slammed my head into a cedar chest and gave Ooh. myself the biggest goose egg on my head. So as soon as he was like three years old, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, there's got to be no. an injury somewhere in here. You're, you're dropping an elbow off of the uh, off the couch onto yeah. some pillows. Yeah, that was that was for my mom's sanity because my dad didn't care. My dad was all he was watching it, too. My mom was the one worried. <laughs> uh, fortunately for her, the pillows were my constant opponents. Yes. <laughs> So it wasn't anything too hard or anything. Yes, I was jumping on stuff. Yes, I broke plenty of couches because the armrest was my turnbuckle. Yep. Uh, but I, when it comes to getting hurt, I was landing on pillows more time than not or beds. So I, I was okay. Good, yeah. good. Yeah, I, I remember going through that phase. Yeah. Watching professional wrestling of like, oh, I want to do leg drops like Hulk Hogan. I want to do... Yep. Randy Savage elbows. But you did them on a trampoline. No, I mean, as a kid, oh, okay. like uh, watching Monday before it was Monday Night Raw when it was Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. 
uh, doing commentary and they would show like house show matches. I remember putting that on the TV on Monday nights on USA and then getting all the cushions from the couch and putting them on the floor <laughs> no. and jumping on them. And they always say, don't try this at home. And all of you do every time. I think it's just, I think it's just a legal thing at yeah. this point. They know they know you're going to do the it. Kids are going to try to do it. We have to say it, but you're going to do it. The problem, my favorite wrestler going up was Rob Van Dam. So, oh, no. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Because you know where I'm going with this. Yep. Five Star Frog Splash, flipping around, doing the splits, all that stuff. I wanted to do that. He was from Michigan, too. Yep. So, like, I was RVD all the way through, and I wanted to be him. For and, and his prime was what, like 2001 to 2007. So, you're talking five yep. year old Justin through 11 year old Justin. <laughs> so, RVD was your guy. He was my guy growing up. John Cena, I was that typical kid, you know, and I'm not talking like 2008, 9, 10, 11 Cena. I'm talking 2004 and five John Cena. Oh, you were the perfect age for John. John Cena yes. was your Hulk Hogan. He was. And, and again, I'm not talking about the Fruity Pebbles, John Cena. I'm talking about full-on rapping, Dr. Thugonomics, Chain Gang, his rap album. I, I bought that. Uh, I had. I you were way too the, young for that album. I, right? I had that. I had the headband. I met him. I got his autograph. I, uh, you know, I had the spinner belt. I had the U.S. title spinner belt, the WWE. I had everything John Cena. But before that and consistently through, Rob Van Dam was always so damn cool to me. So cool. I've always been an RVD guy. Nice. Nice. Very cool. (laughs) Um, So is it safe to assume that some of your first words were suck it and hell yeah? Yeah, I, honestly, yeah. Like the middle finger was like, so my, <laughs> because of Stone Cold Steve Austin, I, you know, middle finger was, you know, yep. popular in my household. Excuse I'm me. I'm also curious because you said your dad was also a fan of wrestling. And I know that once I got older and came back to watching wrestling, um, it became a lot more of understanding the theater of it and how yeah. these guys do this on a constant basis without actually killing each other. Was right. he, when he was watching you guys wrestle, would he be like, tuck your head, you know, do was he like teaching you guys how to actually do <laughs> the stuff or is he just sitting back and watching the kids fight? Sitting back and watching the kids fight. Uh, <laughs> he was partaking a lot of the times. Uh, we had all the action figures. We had the fake rings. So we were nice. doing that. Uh, one of our favorite games, and we would always do this during Monday Night Raw. I don't know why not during SmackDown, but during Monday Night Raw, we would we had a half wall, and we would line up some action figures along the half wall and sit across from the half wall and the game was shooting rubber bands and try to knock them off. Knock them off. Yep. yep. And uh, I specifically remember uh, being the one to have to go pick up the wrestlers after they were, you know, knocked down and I was ducked behind a half wall and there was still a wrestler up. And I just hear my dad say heads up. And my response was putting my head up and like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> perfect timing for a rubber band to get me right between the eyes. It was a beautiful moment. Yeah. <laughs> So, no, yeah, I, my dad part was partaking in me getting hurt while watching wrestling. That's fun. Yes. So yeah. how long was it before dad took the kids to their first live wrestling event? My first live wrestling event, uh, 2003. No, 2002. I'm sorry. Vengeance was here in Detroit. Uh, yes. Lewis Arena. And uh, so I, I went there as a six-year-old and uh, they were, you know, shout out to my parents. They were pretty consistent. Uh Every now I don't remember because I was six, seven years old, but it felt like every time they were here, we went. Uh, we went to Raws and Smackdowns in 2003 and four. We were at Survivor Series in 2005. 
Uh, so yeah, like honestly, up until like 2006 or seven, you know, we were pretty consistently going to shows. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, at the palace as well, we went to a live event, and I specifically remember that because Taz was standing about three rows ahead of us the entire show, and it was the first time I've seen him in person, and it looks completely different than the Taz I envisioned on TV. Yeah. Keep in mind, we didn't have HD back then, so like standard definition only gave you so much of how a person actually looks. I I went back and forth the entire show, like, wait, that's Taz. No, it's not Taz. Wait, that is Taz. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I do that so much in public. <laughs> like, is that that person? Eh, no. Oh, I thought you might, when you see people in public, you go, that's Taz? No, that's no, Taz. no, no, no. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised they haven't run into Rhino anywhere. I Yeah, oh. he's another local guy. Yeah, like, he's one that I feel like I should have ran into by now, but haven't. Right. <laughs> Shout out to him for staying in it, busy. Guys like him, Billy Gunn, Goldust, Dustin Rhodes, like, Man, like these guys just keep going and they don't have to. And I they do. believe they Billy Gunn looks as good as he does at his age. Like, oh I'm God. like, that guy is still. It is wild that that particular generation has. I mean, they did lose a lot of people, too. But the guys who have survived to their old age uh, are in pretty decent shape. I mean, we talk a lot about like the Undertaker and, you know, even Brock Lesnar, other guys who have gone 20 plus years, how old Ric Flair did it, Shawn Michaels and so on. We don't talk enough about these guys that are still doing it because they're not main event guys. So we're not right. you know, freaking out about them. You know, Billy Gunn's just, you know, casually hanging out with the acclaimed Dustin Rhodes is just casually on AEW. But it's like they look great. They And when you put them in a match, they can still Put on a quality match. You don't feel like you're watching a, a 50, 60-year-old. Christian Cage is another one. Now, he's not as old as the others, but still looks phenomenal. I, I would put a, a, a Dustin Rhodes, a Billy Gunn match over an Edge match. Edge looks great at his age, but when it comes to right now, Billy Gunn and Dustin Rhodes look better and can still put on a better match, technically speaking, than Edge right now. I can agree with that. Well, I mentioned earlier that uh, you have been working uh, with the Roar Detroit and you've got uh, your your show that you do over there. How did that come about? How did you transition from being a fan to actually, you know, covering wrestling for someplace? Yeah, it's it's crazy. It, it, it's it, it's a dream of mine. You know, my dad keeps telling me six year old Justin's freaking out. Six year old Justin's freaking out. Um, it. It just it's one of those things, especially in our industry with podcasting and, and hosting. Um, the content is better when you're doing something you're passionate about. Right. For sure. Uh, you know, like I, I'm a sports guy. I've always been a sports guy. I don't play sports. I can, I've never been able to play sports because of my heart condition and so on. But I've always been passionate about it. If I was doing a show or in general doing a show where I was talking about anything else, it wouldn't be good. Because I don't care, right? And we're not actors. I'm not an actor, so I can act all I want to care about something. If I, if I don't care, it's going to come off that I don't care. And I've always kept it in my mind. I've always done my own type of stuff. Uh, and then just fortunately, when it comes to actually doing it, right place, right time situation, um, you know, sport, you know, WWE continues to get bigger and bigger. The, the industry in general continues to get, you know, bigger and bigger now with AEW around and they're doing their thing as well. And it just turned into that thing where it's like, I stuck to my guns. This is what I like to do. This is what I like to talk about. And this is what I want to do. And, you know, the power of social media, being able to sell something and me finding a way to sell it 
and allowing the powers that be to let me do it. And, you know, I get laughed at a lot by, you know, the powers that be when I'm like, yeah, I do a show about wrestling. And it's like, you know, the stereotypical, ha ha, you know, whatever. Right. But results are results. And here we are. Right. So. I can understand that. Definitely. Like literally everything you just said, I can identify with like on my concert side of things and, and yeah. even just like working in general. Like if I'm not invested in something, yeah. it doesn't come out great. Um, and when you have all of these opportunities that kind of end up coming your way, everybody's like, well, how did you get there? And like, sometimes it literally is just like luck of the draw situation, but it, it matters what you do with that opportunity when you get it. And if you can run with it and you have the right mindset to run with it, you can do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's knowing the right people being in the right place, but you said it like it's doing the most with that opportunity. There's plenty of other people in your situation, Amy and your truck and mine where they could have been in the same place and they are in the same place. And some people do something with it and some people don't. And it depends on what you want to do. And again, you can be in the right place. You can know the right people and you can be right there. If you don't know what to do with it, nothing's going to happen with it. Truth. Right. So leading up to SummerSlam being here in Detroit, you've gotten to talk to some pretty big names in the WWE for your videos and your podcast. Uh, where, for, First of all, drop some names for us. Who have you talked to in the last like six months uh, from the WWE for this? For WWE specifically, because we did have AEW here as well, so I was able to, to chat. Oh, that's right. Yep. Those guys. yep. You know, so Ricky Starks came on. Huge man crush on Ricky Starks. I just had to. <laughs> had to you guys do kind of have the same hair. And uh, maybe that's it, but like <laughs> my better half is not a fan of Ricky Starks anymore because of me. Uh, but okay, yeah, <laughs> talking uh, WWE, uh, the entire New Day, Biggie, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods at one point or another. Awesome. Uh, USFL did a lot of work with them. Uh, the Michigan Panthers, Biggie was their home game MC. The entire New Day was at the home game finale. I uh, got to talk with them. I uh, got to talk with Santos Escobar, Raquel Rodriguez, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes. And then uh, this weekend, I got, um, I'm going to be able to uh, touch base with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Excellent. Uh, so fun I, again you, you told me to name drop i hate name dropping but that's what you told no, me but i wanted to know i wanted to hear <laughs> when you asked for the name drop versus it just interjecting into every conversation right then that's, that's the fair problem. you know i don't want to be that guy that just like, <laughs> like yeah so i was uh you know talking to, oh, talking to this person Kevin Owen. Right. <laughs> so i'll give you the opportunity uh when we're done here to plug your stuff but right now if people want to see some of these video or interviews or hear some of them, where can they find them uh, RoarDetroit.com. Uh, Roar Around the Ring is the name of the uh, online. It's not a podcast. It's online only. Uh, it's a video segment. Uh, myself, Daryl Teeler, that dude, Darrell, Daryl Teeler, uh, does it with me uh, on social media at Roar Detroit, Roar underscore Detroit on Instagram. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot. You know, it's a weekly video segment episode where we talk about everything WWE, AEW, uh, go over the stuff that was, and yes, we sprinkle in some interviews and some fun stuff in between. Excellent. That's excellent. So yeah. uh, we, we haven't talked very much since the last time we did a one fall show. I'm interested. Yeah. How are you? Uh, how are you feeling about the state of professional wrestling, whether it's AEW or, uh, or WWE or even my favorite impact wrestling. <laughs> Your favorite impact wrestling. That's so true. He um, acts like he watches impact like every week. I don't. He does. I know Darren McCarty is wrestling at impact right now. I that's know. amazing. That, that's somebody I'm trying to get a hold of, which you would think is not that hard. I'm definitely going to be chatting with him soon about that. Just show um, up to every weed event. You'll find him. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so 
I think it's in a phenomenal spot. Uh, you know, obviously you have your WWE fans, your AEW fans, and you're both fans. I'm both. Uh, it's 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 such a great thing. Wrestling as an art, as an industry, is so amazing because of the fact of it's a combination of things that people love. Right? You love sports. You love the drama. You love like whether it's sitcoms or soap operas. You know, you love stunts. You love whatever it is, and it's all of that into one it's scripted but it's live it can change on a dime you it is the one thing and a lot of you know sports and 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 shows whenever they're 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 talking it up they always use the phrase you never know what's going to happen just when you think you know what's going to happen no you don't to me professional wrestling is the only industry that can 1000 percent confidently say that period yeah, because, you know, if somebody gets injured or something, they have to absolutely shift gears. And, exactly. And- it, it, the human element is in it. It's live, right? We have SummerSlam this weekend. Now, I don't want to speak anything horrible into existence, but something weird happens on Friday on SmackDown and Roman Rant, Jey Uso can't make it. Guess what? The show still goes on. Yep. Right. And we've seen instances like that. Some, you know, not, not so great and some in a more positive light where something happened where it's like, okay, this is the plan, but we got to go this route. And I feel like that Snoop Dogg segment was like the first one in recent memory that popped into mind when you guys were bringing that up about what, how things can change on a dime. Uh, where example. Like you have something happen in the ring. Who was even the one that was injured? I'm blanking. Jay McMahon. Okay, so Shane, yeah. yeah, he went to go do something. He hurt himself, yep. and then that you heard like the ref saying to Snoop Dogg, like, "Do something, like, yeah. go drop yeah. an elbow, whatever." So Snoop does it, yeah, he and does. he like he knows the show goes on, so he just jumped into it and did it. But like, you could tell the look on the Miz's face was just like, "Oh shit, yeah. oh shit, this is bad." And like, luckily, everybody collectively moved on it fast. But that's like one thing, like. I always say this is that um I always feel very uncomfortable agreeing with Jim Cornette on things. Sure. <laughs> it always makes me uncomfortable. But one thing that he said in one of the dark sides of the ring, he got really emotional during the Brawl for All episode. And he talks about like, you know, I hate when people call this fake because it's not fake. You know, you got guys putting their bodies on the line. They're breaking their bodies down. They're taking injuries. They're doing all this stuff. It's scripted. Yes. It's, you know, the the winners are usually predetermined, but that doesn't mean it's fake. And I feel like that's something that anytime we talk about wrestling as a whole and talk about that particular part of it sure, is yeah. very important to the whole, you know, uh, mixing bowl of it. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing, too, when somebody says, oh, don't you know that stuff's fake that you kind of like you can get angry at them. But really what you need to present to them is that it's it's not that it's fake. It's that it's it's theater and it's improv. And it's like you said, it's stunt work, you know, and it's all these things all together. And when it's great, there is nothing like it in the world. I think we got to see um, this past year between the Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns uh, stuff. Actually, everything Everything with the bloodline bloodline, has been like the best thing ever. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and when anyone, anyone says fake, Okay, fake is the movies that you love. Fake are the TV shows and sitcoms that you love because those are not the real people, right? Where in a a lot of times, wrestling mixes in the real people. There's a lot of wrestlers that they're not a a weird character that's completely different. They're not the Undertaker, right? They're just John Cena. That's who he is. I'm pretty sure Kevin Owens is like 90, 90, 99%. 
right. Oh, the guy you see on TV. He's probably uh, not as angry. Probably but not. He's he's probably yeah. that guy. Sami Zayn is definitely that guy. Like yeah, you see exactly. him in interviews and stuff, and he's just jovial and you know whatever. If but anything, like, it's the dangerous combination, at least for the writers, of. It is something where they kind of book things out far in advance. They know, like, we plan on doing this, but it's still live sporting sports entertainment where anything can change at any point, right? And also, it's live in front of a live crowd. You know, a, a sitcom does has a game plan for their writing, and they do it in a studio in front of nobody, and that's what's going to happen. They decide what's going to happen, and that's what's going to happen, where if – wrestling which again it causes stress for the writers but it's it's what makes it so unique and fun for the fans wrestling has a game plan they send it out there and if the live crowd doesn't feel it to a certain extent we're gonna shift yeah. right we had this plan to put the title on you for in this amount of time but you went out there and the crowd's not feeling what we're doing change of plans you know what I mean? And that's stressful for the, the performers and the writers. But again, that's what makes it as a fan. It's so you, you never know. It's so unique. You, you just see you, that you, with you heels. Direction. Yeah. I feel like sometimes people will get booked as heels. And like, I think that they're going into that right now a little bit with Rhea Ripley, where yep. it's like, you're supposed to be a heel, but everyone loves her. Yeah. And it's hard to have that balance. Or like when you have somebody that is so perfect as a heel and then you try to turn them face or and sometimes that doesn't work. Reason. Or like, if you, you look over on the, in the other company uh, where they paired MJF and Adam Cole together and yeah. MJF is the most despicable heel of the modern era. <laughs> But boy, oh boy, are they cheering him with Adam Cole. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah no, it so happens good. in so many ways. And like, you've heard it even in documentaries and stuff like that. Like, I tend to watch too many wrestling documentaries and not enough actual That's wrestling. the way you like to. That's how I, I consume that's it. That's how you like to consume um, wrestling. And a lot of the time you have them where like, you you look at somebody like Roman Reigns, who they've forced to be a, a face for so long and shoved him down our throats and we all hated him. And now we're like, the bloodline is amazing. Yeah. And it's because they let him do the heel shit. Yep. Same thing with like, you can't put Randy Orton or the Miz and make them a face and it doesn't always work. Like right. the Miz can sort of pull that off, They're... but it's still like, I hate this guy, but I love this guy, but I hate this guy, yep. <laughs> you know? So when they, when you talk about the shifts, I feel like that happens a lot within storytelling because even like Don Morocco has brought up stuff about how like people were cheering Jimmy Snuka so much, they had to make him a face. Yeah. They couldn't do anything about it, you know? So that shift happens with even like crowd react and you know it's it's hard for us to know sometimes now with the wwe because i feel like that's the one thing that i i can gripe about is the the piped in crowd noise yes you can't tell how the crowd's actually feeling because of the piped in crowd noise but boy oh boy can you tell in aew when you have you know anthony bowens being like girl i am gay and everybody's like he's gay he's gay he's gay (laughs) which is like one of the best things i've ever seen in wrestling i totally thought that would go a different way and we're all like pleasantly surprised fantastic so I, you know, it's even more difficult for writers because of social media, because now we know these people, these performers as people, we follow them on social media, we see what they're doing. And that plays a role into who we cheer and who we boo sometimes, right? Rhea Ripley is an example of that because we love her as a person. Now, we there's also a side that love her right now for the wrong reasons because they're looking <laughs> for, 
they they a little kinked out, <laughs> you know. Out, which I'm all for having that conversation. That could be another. Uh, you guys know me. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> no, trust me, I am I am just as guilty for sexualizing Rhea Ripley. I don't we know will, if I want to be her or be with her. We uh, will save the kinky episode for the Patreon. Yes, I'm in. I'm in. I'll be back. Let's. The, we can the really big fan night, podcast man. after dark. <laughs> I love it. No, but I mean, but that's the thing. Another example right now, and I, it, I'm, I'm conflicted with how AEW is handling this person, and it's someone I've talked about a lot in my in my life of talking about wrestling, and that's CM Punk, right? CM Punk has come back, and we love the character CM Punk. I've always said CM Punk's great for wrestling. Phil Brooks is not. Uh, you know, he's created a lot of enemies, and the weird part, at least leading up to what we've seen recently from the, from him, he's coming out talking like a face, but getting booed out of the building. Yeah. And it, it's very awkward. And I'm just, and I keep saying he plays a good, and outside of all the real stuff, he plays a good asshole. Yeah. And let him play that. The crowd wants to boo him anyway. And that's just a weird thing where it's like, you have him coming out pandering to the crowd and they respond by booing him if they're not in Chicago. And that's just a situation where the writers need to read the room. And just say, I get what you thought. And I know he's a big star. He can be a big star and still go the heel route. And side note, AEW Collision is the second best wrestling show in a week. Fascinating. <laughs> that good. Fascinating. It is that Cause, good. Because I know for myself, I always catch SmackDown because I'm really invested in the Bloodline stuff. Yeah. Raw, not so much. And then uh, AEW on Wednesdays, it it depends. But uh, the Saturday show, I've. I've kind of been skipping because it's another two hour show mm. on a Saturday. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. And it is funny. I mean, we could talk, you know, this whole CM Punk thing to death. And we used to on a <laughs> one fall show. <laughs> but it's really fascinating to me that they've made this like Saturday night baby gate where <laughs> like if you if you have said things on social media that have made you a problem or if you have gotten in a fight with an EVP or something like that, we're just going to let you wrestle on Saturdays for a while. <laughs> well, the crazy part is that, and I, I mean it, it is such a good show. It feels like a completely different company. I don't know the ins and outs of who's writing what, but I would bet so much money whoever is writing Collision has absolutely nothing to do with Dynamite. Yeah. Because everything that happens on Collision, and you know I'm a story queen, right? right? But we all are. <laughs> we just don't like to admit it, Chuck. Sure. Uh, <laughs> it's everything. You understand why everything's happening. And every one thing leads into another. We're not having these dream matches just for the hell of it, which they still do on Dynamite. But on Collision, it's like there's a promo. And then, hey, next week, that's why this match is happening, right? And they're, and it's the pace, the, the writing, the stars that are on there plays a role in it too, but it is so, it has not missed for me. I don't know. I think they're That's on awesome. like six, seven weeks and whatever it is, seven, they're seven for seven. And then this week they're doing punk versus Ricky Starks for the world title, which now has the, the punk logo going over. That's such a good angle. I, I, I just don't understand how one show can feel so different. You want it to feel different, obviously from your other, but it feels like a completely different company because Collision's doing this and then they go, hey, we're having a dream match. Pac versus Gravity on Dino. What? <laughs> you know you were you were waiting for Pac to take on Gravity. It's Gravity. It's, who is that? I, like, I want to know who it is underneath there because it's got to be somebody I, that just is wearing a mask. I guess it's just a luchador. 
it eh. blows my mind, right? Like, and, and honestly, it, it is a little dangerous because the guys, the the big names that you air consistently on dynamite might suffer from this. The John Moxley's of the world. That's where yep. the elite and page and Omega really, they haven't been on collision yet and collision continues to outperform them. And it's not just a me thing. You go on wrestling uh, Twitter every Saturday and that's, that's the overall opinion. This feels like a different company and in a good way for collision and in a bad way for dynamite and rampage don't even matter anymore, by the way. <laughs> Even though it's not a developmental brand, does it feel more like the NXT versus Raw SmackDown in that sense? Because for a while there, when it was the black and gold NXT, that's all everybody ever talked about. Yeah. So is it kind of like that where you're kind of running into collision being like the NXT not developmental though? It is. It is. And, and it's dangerous that it's not the developmental because at, at that point that you're talking about with NXT versus WWE, that was the only thing in that moment that kept it separate and kept WWE above NXT is just, we would remind ourselves as good as it is, as much as we like these guys, it's the developmental, right? Yeah. That's not the case here. And that's what makes it more dangerous because I'm sure there's a good amount of people because Chuck, you guys both said it. There's a lot of wrestling in a week. Mm -hmm. We don't have that much time. And there's a lot of people who pick and choose what they watch and don't watch. And I and I'm confident to say there's a good amount of AEW fans who have taken Dynamite, sure as hell have taken Rampage, off of their watch schedule in favor of collision. Yeah. Because it's that good. But the problem is Dynamite's supposed to be your marquee show. That was the right. Dynamite is what Raw is for WWE. Daryl made that point a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this. They're the baby, they're the marquee show. They're supposed to be treated that way. That's what's on in the middle of the week. Right. Collisions on a, a, a Saturday night. Who's at home on a Saturday night? You don't put prime television on a Saturday night at from eight to ten. You don't do that. But that's your more quality show. So yeah. at some point, it, it's going to become a problem. And AEW has enough, a big enough roster. And we've talked about that a lot, too. This is where you utilize it. Yeah. So whatever you're thinking about, whatever the strategy is for the writing on collision, do it on dynamite. And do it with those wrestlers, and it'll still feel like a different show because you're telling two completely different stories. You're just doing it the right way. Right. Well, this Saturday is going to be pretty difficult for him because uh, that's when SummerSlam is here. Yeah. Out at Ford Field. So it'll be uh, very interesting. So before we let you go, Justin, we do a segment usually when we're done talking to our our guest called uh, What Did We Learn? And I came up with a game for this week's What Did We Learn? Where and uh, me and Amy both have have pads here and and sharpies in front of us and basically we're gonna run down the card for SummerSlam yeah and we're gonna write down who we think you think is gonna win the match oh and then you tell us once we're ready and we'll okay. see who can guess right who can who can properly guess how Justin's mind works I love it. <laughs> all right so let's start with uh, Gunther is going to put the Intercontinental title on the line against Drew McIntyre. Who do you think Justin thinks is going to win that match? I'll give you guys a second to write it down. And I'll yeah, let, us, let us write it down here. I do want to, I want to put a disclaimer because we did do predictions on this week's Roar Around the Ring. That has not been released yet. So for anyone listening, watching, sure. <laughs> there's no spoilers here. I promise. Yeah, no spoilers here. And okay, I really right, hope so you turning them. We'll, we'll, we'll wait for Justin to tell. So who do you think is going to win that match, Justin? Uh, I'm going to go Drew McIntyre. I think this is his moment. I've been yelling for Drew McIntyre to have his moment in front of a crowd. And I think it's part of why he came back to WWE. Fail. I got Drew. I got 
All right. So <laughs> I got I'm, Gunther. I'm up, I'm up by one. He's up by one. I, right. also, I also really hope I'm consistent with whatever I said on Raw Around the Ring. <laughs> we just recorded today. So. Shows is fine. <laughs> All right. We got Ricochet versus Logan Paul. Who do you think Justin thinks is going to win that match? All right. You ready? Yep. All right, Justin, take it away. Uh, that will be Logan Paul. He's taken a lot of losses on WWE TV over the last six months or so. And I, I think this will be a match, the match of the night, by the way. But Logan Paul is going to win. I had to nauseatingly write Logan Paul. Yes, both no. of us have Logan Paul. <laughs> so we both get a point. My better, my better half is not happy with me on that one because uh, Ricochet is her man and yeah. she hates Logan Paul as well. So I, I love Ricochet and hate Logan Paul as well. Yeah. And, and Logan Paul is one of those people where it's because his outside shit taints his right. inside shit. Why I don't like him right. because I hate that he can do the buckshot. I hate yeah. it. I hate it. <laughs> it's the only other person that can uh, duplicate the buckshot. Nope. All right. Ronda Rousey is going to fight Shayna Baszler in an MMA rules match Ooh. this Saturday at SummerSlam. Who do you think Justin thinks is taking that match? All right, Justin. Uh, uh, gosh, you you emphasized MMA rules, and now that makes me want to change my mind. But I want to stick. Shayna Baszler needs a big win. Ronda yeah. Rousey's probably going yep. away. We Shana both got Shayna. You got you to put it up so the, the camera can see it there. Yeah, you you can't read it. There you go. Oh, beautiful. There you go. I'm like, I don't even know if I spelled that correctly. All right. Three to two. We're doing pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. All right. Uh, talking about the women's roster, we've also got uh, Asuka facing Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. Yikes. In a triple threat match. Uh, so uh, we've got three choices to choose. This is going to be a, a tough one. All right. I've got my answer. Yep. Well, Justin, who do you think? People aren't going to love this, but I think Charlotte Flair is winning it because I think Bianca's going heel with the Street Profits and Lashley, and this is going to add to it. Ooh, I like that. All right. Well, I guessed uh, Asuka. I asked Bianca. So neither <laughs> one of us got that one. They see, I'm, when it's not 50 50, I can get you guys. That's yeah, right. yeah. That's absolutely right. Are we doing the Battle Royal? Because you guys are screwed at that point. Yeah, well, if we if we have a tie, then we'll we'll guess for the battle royal. But so far, I'm up by one. Uh, we got Seth Rollins facing Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship over on Raw. Uh, so I'll give you a second here, figure out uh, who you who you want to write down here. Are you writing a book over there? Yes. <laughs> All right, Justin, give it to us. Uh, this is the one that I'm most like en intrigued by because I, I can see it going either way, but especially with Priest involved, I have a hard time seeing them take it off Seth right now. So Seth Rollins will win. Seth Rollins, I got Seth. I got Seth along with Ha 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 at the end. <laughs> yeah, he's got to have his. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to have his laugh in there. <laughs> Love Seth. All right, uh, I think we only got two more matches here. So uh, we've got Cody Rhodes facing Brock Lesnar. <laughs> In just a regular ass match. Just a regular, I can't believe regular that. ass singles match. I can't believe that. I cannot believe they didn't put any stipulation on this. Yeah. Put little. Are you drawing me a picture? 
No, I was putting a little squiggly uh, like on mic. So oh, could, so there was a noise. <laughs> All right, Justin, who you got? Uh, Cody Rhodes. I hate that he lost at WrestleMania. So he's got to win this feud. Yeah. I, I said Brock. I said, I, I guessed Cody. And I, I also Brock. tried to spell it like Paul Heyman. Oh, nice. That was what was taking so long. Well done. Well done. That was absolutely me guessing what I knew he was going to say. I, I literally <laughs> thought that he would say, like, if there's nothing on the line, the Rock takes just, it just because there's, him up. there's nothing true. good for Cody and that win other than right. he won. But yeah. I think I think they're doing I don't love that he lost at WrestleMania, not even a little bit, but I think that they're doing this year with Cody what they were hoping to do last year before he got hurt. And that yeah. is give him a solid year of good feuds, win those feuds, and he'll probably be back in the title picture when they get to Philadelphia for WrestleMania. Gotcha. Our final match is Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso in a tribal combat match for the yeah. undisputed WWE Universal Championship and recognition as the tribal chief. Oh boy. Um, tribal combat just means no holes. You know, it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's a hardcore match. Yeah, yeah. A, no disqualification. <laughs> they have so many fun ways. It's a street fight. Right. It is funny how many ways they figure out how to tell you that, like, there's just no rules. We there's just, just no rules. Great. There's tables and there's chairs. As long as it's not a Punjabi prison match, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin, what are you thinking? Roman's not booked for the final three pay-per-views, at least reportedly speaking, of 2023, just so you know. Yeah. I don't know if that changes anything. Uh, I Jay Uso's not a world champion material right now. He's phenomenal. He deserves this spot. Roman Reigns is retaining. He's going to. That's Roman. both. Yeah, both of us got Roman Reigns there. <laughs> and I think if I can, I, if I can add a fun prediction. Okay. Getting RKO done tonight. RKO at the end of the night. Yep. I hope so. That would be interesting. An RKO at the end of the night. As stupid as this, it sounds like. After I watched his his evil documentary, I had way more respect for him. Yeah. And once I saw that, then I started liking Randy Orton, which made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> and now I just want him to come back so bad. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why do I like Randy Orton this much I, now? You like it when he poses. His pose. <laughs> I, I want him back under one condition that they don't put him with Matt Riddle ever Thank again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I, I am blocked by Matt Riddle, by the way. Good for you. Yes. I was hurt. I'm blocked by Matt Riddle and Jonathan Coachman. And Jonathan Coachman. That's a random one. I told him I liked his theme song and that it was a banger, and he responded with, yeah, I get a royalty check for $14 every three months, and I think he wasn't allowed to say that. So oh. then he blocked me and deleted the tweet. I'm like, Interesting. but your Hi, song Coach. is a banger. Weirdo. Hard hit. I break <laughs> it's it. It's not bad. out the seats. <laughs> That's not bad. It's a good one. That was a collaborator. It was that that Kali Park guy that would do stuff with Bubba Sparks. He did that oh, song. No. Like he oh. was part of the production of that. Weird fact. How <laughs> <laughs> about the coach getting the connects, man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Justin, let our listeners know one more time where they can find all of your wrestling content. Yeah, Roar Around the Ring on social media at Roar Detroit with a Motor City Sports Talk, the Roar. Roar underscore Detroit on Instagram. I don't know why they did that. Whatever. RoarDetroit.com. Every Wednesday, there's a new episode of Roar Around the Ring with myself and that dude, Darrell, Daryl Teeler. Excellent, Justin. Thank you so much for doing the Really Big Fan Podcast. 
We look forward to having you back on real soon. Yeah, the kinky episode. Can't wait. Right. Welcome back to the Really Big Fan Podcast. And thank you again to Mr. Justin Valentine. Make sure you follow him on the social medias at JV underscore sports underscore talk. I believe that's how it's done. Or as he said, uh, check out Roar Detroit for all his interviews he's got to do. A little jealous. Yeah. A little jealous he's got to be in the same room as Big E. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> new day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're not here to talk about jealousy. We're here to talk about our serotonin boost as we wrap up this week's uh, Really Big Fan Podcast. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, my serotonin boost for the last couple of weeks, honestly, has been this uh, this app from collectors.com. That's with a Z, collectors.com, called the CLZ app, where you can actually scan your comic book collection in and it shows you like almost like trading cards, all the covers to it on it and gives you statistics like which characters you have the most comics of, what year you have the most comics of, and what creators and, and uh, series you have the most comics of, which is really kind of interesting to see those stats i've scanned most of my collection i'm trying to get everything except x-men yeah in there first because once the x-men go in there they're going to be the top of everything yeah so uh but i've been posting that on my instagram you said that you noticed that the optimus prime didn't come up yeah so i'm pretty sure they don't have any of the transformers characters as characters that you can have like the most of in that app because if they had optimus prime or megatron would have to be in my top five i have so many transformers comics I did just scan my Turtles comics over the weekend and like I have more Donatello comics than the other three, but only like one more comic. <laughs> and and they're they were all like numbers five, six, seven and eight. Weird. <laughs> all right. So, you know, it's uh, like I said, I've been posting kind of progress pictures on my Instagram and Facebook for people to see uh, before before the X-Men skews all those numbers. But it's been a lot of fun. It's been it's been neat to see what those actual numbers are. It's got a little scanning noise, too, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, you can either look on the app and put in which issues you have, or you can just scan the barcodes, and it's really fun. It's called CLZ Comics, and uh, I think it's like 15 bucks for a year to subscribe to it. Yeah, that's worth it. Yeah, for 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. It's not going to take me a year to scan all my comics. No. I can get those numbers, and then like at the end of the year, I can just be like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, and now you know what's in there. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's fun. Uh, mine is going to be that I reopened my Pokemon Unite after a really long time because I hadn't been playing it. Yeah. And they added during the other event that I didn't pay attention to was they were doing like an Eevee event. Okay. And so when I logged in, I was like, oh yeah, they did do an Eevee event. Now Umbreon is in here. So I bought Umbreon immediately with the coins that I had in there. Now I'm trying to grind to get the Leafeon, too, so then I have all the Eevees. <laughs> but uh, we played the other night, and we were both Eevees. And so then somebody else switched from the character they initially picked to an Eevee, so we yeah. had an Eevee squad running around. It was great. I, I need there to be somebody that does that for an entire all an entire team. whole team. Yeah. Because I think there's enough e- there e- evolutions now that yeah. you can have a whole team of Eevee evolutions. Yep, because you've got Sylveon, you've got Glaceon, Leafeon, Umbreon, and what's the other one? 
um the icicle one no i already said that one okay it was the the, the psychic one psychic and the fairy one i think are the other two well sylveon is the the fairy one yep the psychic one i'm trying to remember what it's espion espion there we go hey, all right that was like the first one in there too and like <laughs> could not remember five percent of my brain taken up by pokemon knowledge i'm surprised that i nailed that one right <laughs> um Oh, yeah. The Pokemon Go is definitely a great one as well to play. Pokemon Sleep is out. Yeah, I've not played that. Yeah, neither one of us have tried it. You know, considering how much we sleep. We sleep a lot. Yeah. But then we also just lay in bed and don't sleep a lot. So I think that I don't know how the Pokemon <laughs> Sleep will... Uh... I don't know how that works, yeah. but... Yeah, I, I got back into playing that. And then when I was at a show recently... um one of the other concert photographers is really invested in Pokemon Go. Oh, nice. So he was like, hey, do you have it? And I go, yeah. And he goes, I need to trade somebody for a shiny. And I was like, okay. And I just like opened my phone and handed it to him. And I said, there, just, you, you do it. Do it. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how it works anymore. Yeah. And then he was like looking and apparently like I didn't have anything I could trade with him. Oh. It was like a bummer. But we tried to do just a normal trade yep. to get that thing. But um. Apparently, like over by the venue, there's multiple Pokestops and stuff. So I never even thought to open it there. It's really fun that there are so many ways to interact with the Pokemon uh, franchise now. Yeah. Like it's not just the games with that are like, you know, turn based RPGs. Yeah. Now there's Unite, which is a League of Legends style game. And there's Pokemon Go and, you know, there's like Pokemon Stadium, which was the fighting <laughs> game and stuff. There's so many ways. And now they have clothes too. Like I know I talked about the Rocket um, yeah. line before. But I got another ad this morning that I was looking at. There is a bomber jacket that has Charizard embroidered on the back. Nice. But it's black with yellow trim. And I was like, oh, come on. You guys are just trying to get me to buy things. Like a Wu-Tang Charizard. It kind of has that vibe to it. And there's two versions of it. You can either get like the lightweight one or you can get the one with down in it. Yeah. So you can wear it in the winter. And I was like, one. Cool. I don't have $117 right now, but cool. That's, that's expensive. That's expensive. Clothes are expensive. Yeah, I don't. I, I pay $5 for clothes now. It's, it's fine. But you can help us uh, pay for expensive clothes <laughs> by going to patreon.com backslash really big fan pot at the $5 tier. Not only do you get ad free versions of these shows, you get our special. Patreon exclusive show, the Really Big Fan Podcast double feature with me and Mike Pandoff. As I said at the top of the show, we just recorded the second episode. should be out this weekend. Uh, we rank and rate movies. And uh, I got to remember to get on the social media and put the polls up yeah. the movies after the episode is over. So you guys can, uh, those of you who are listening, can say which movie you think was better. Uh, so make sure you check us out over there on Patreon. Make sure you check us out on our social media, Instagram, threads, uh, Twitter. Yes, it's still it's still Twitter to me. <laughs> it's still Twitter to me, damn it. Yeah, formerly known as Twitter. Right. Me. Facebook, all those things. Look us up at Really Big Fan Pod. And uh, you can check us out on YouTube. That's where you can find the videos of these on demand, these, these particular shows. Thanks for hanging out with us for another week. And we'll check you out next week with Really Big Fan Podcast. Catch you on the flip side.
Look, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but there are some things that just don't line up with this movie. I mean, the movie's all right. No, it was really good. Like, but, like it's not supposed to be 100% accurate. It's a kid's movie, but, like, he fell in the water. Where'd the horses come from? That's an excellent question. Like, like it, they're, they're, they're not seahorses. Yeah, it, it, at first I thought they were seahorses, and, and, like, it makes sense that he's a whale, and he's got uh, an octopus on his face, and but, like, Horses? Somebody yeah. somebody in the writer's room really fought for that horses joke. Yeah. That's what it was. And it's like, you know, I, I, Splinter uses a computer for kung fu. Yeah, he learns on YouTube. <laughs> Do you think that's why Mikey has braces? That's the most disturbing thing to me. Like, I like the redesigns of all the turtles. Like, Donnie with the glasses is cool. I like that Raph's kind of a bruiser and he's a little bit bigger than the rest of the guys. And he, like... Uses wrestling moves, but like Michelangelo's braces freak me out. Because <laughs> who put the braces on him? First of all, was it was it Donatello? I mean, that makes the most sense, being that he's technological. But how would they know that their teeth are not perfect to where he would need braces? Unless like they're obviously watching human-based television. Is it Splinter? Neither of these answers are good. Well. Okay, Splinter makes the most sense, though, because Splinter has access to YouTube. Are there denture tutorials? Or not dentures, but uh, braces tutorials. You know what's worse is that it doesn't matter who put the braces on Mikey, even though they weren't a licensed dentist. It's the idea that whatever they used to make the braces was found in a sewer somewhere. Like, that's not that's not hygienic. <laughs> that's it's awful. Just... It just sounds like a Saw movie. It's Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. 